0: Hello and welcome to Harold hey Arnold. Hey, it's Corey Vaughn with Adam Samaha. And today, hmm, what are we talking about today? Oh, right. Hey Arnold. Oh, like always. It's called we'll Hey Arnold. You. Hey, of course. Uh, the episode that you should watch is called Mud Bowl. Uh, it is written by Jonathan Greenberg and directed by Stark Howell. We'll wait right now until you turn on Hulu so you can play along with us. All right. Well, go ahead and pause it now. Hi, welcome back. You've uh, listened You've watched the whole episode Jeez, alright uh, Anyway, um, we're gonna apologize right now We talk a lot of shit on football All the hot takes in this episode Hard to
1: believe, but we're not footballish. So if you're here for Hey Arnold Just turn this episode off now If you're here to hear us rant and rave Then carry on, like, great you know review, I'm gonna do p- all
0: those things I'm gonna push back a little bit We had a good conversation about Ooh, violence, feminism uh, And this dumb sport called American football. Yeah. Not even the, not even the cool football. No. So definitely the dumb one. Yeah. The dumb one. Um, yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have a website dot We have, uh, email. Hey. Hey. Gmail. Dot com. Um, Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Uh, do, if you guys listen to
1: the, uh, interview we did with Mr. What's his name? Bobby Bobby oh Bobby from the 90s that's the yeah. 90s podcast yeah tell us if you liked that uh, yeah we
0: were excited about it it was fun we had a good time with it it was really fun um so yeah we're glad to be back there doing the regular the regular old thing the regular old thing uh, so enjoy uh, enjoy the episode great review bye bye money give us money give us money bye <laughs> This episode uh, is called mud bowl and it is uh, about uh, the fourth graders playing a classic uh, fourth grader versus fifth grader football game to claim their territory at the park. Um, They uh, are challenged by the fifth graders and Arnold kind of volunteers them and says, we're going to do it. We'll, we'll beat you. Uh, And the fifth graders laugh and say, all right, Saturday it is. Let's do it. And, um, Arnold tries to teach these kids, uh, you know, his classmates tries to teach them what Helga calls loopy plays. And so she uh, basically dethrones him as quarterback and says uh, in so many words, we're fighting fire with fire. Let's, let's lean into brawn instead of brains. And so she uh, feeds them uh, protein shakes (laughs) And makes them force uh, feeds them force feeds them protein shakes and makes them train really hard like it's uh, high school hell week or something, uh, and uh, makes all of the kids sick and it's it's kind of a mess. Uh, They're not doing well um, in their training, but uh, the day comes where they play and basically they try to go around the system by getting Torvald, who's four years older than all of them to play football with them. And it works for like half a second. Then he twists his ankle and has to sit out. So it's the most of the episode is the fifth graders beating the tar out of, uh, the fourth graders, um, until, uh, all the kids say, we're going to quit unless Arnold is the quarterback. And so once again, Arnold is quarterback and he does his loopy plays and guess what? They win. Uh, They win from Smarts, and uh, it's such a simple episode. Uh, It has, I guess, some tropes that make me think of my childhood a little bit, but um, that being like the grades always end up playing sports against each other. I remember uh, remember a moment in fifth grade when we were playing the sixth graders in basketball and we all ran around... The playground to get the other fifth graders to play basketball. Like, hey, hey, Mike, the sixth graders are playing basketball against us. We need every everyone's help. And there's something like epic about that. So that's like the only uh, blossoming nostalgia for me in this episode. I'm I just I'm sorry to everybody right now. I'm going to talk some shit on <gasps> football. Don't do it. Uh, and on warfare. Uh, now you know which way I'm leaning. Uh, I'm, I'm really. It I'm,
1: turns out I don't like yeah. war and I don't like football. Yeah. Uh,
0: what I what I want to say before we jump in is I'm sorry because I don't like this episode and it's not necessarily because, um, it's not just because of. It's in part that the episode's kind of boring, but also I don't like football. It's mostly because I don't like football, but actually, like meditating on this episode today and the last few days. I realize there is a lot to talk about and I think they actually do a good job at bringing up these issues. So even though the narrative as a practical narrative is boring, and even though I hate football, I think underneath there's actually a lot to talk about. So, you know, it's kind of a simple story that's boring, but let's, I'm excited to see where, where Adam and I, a couple lefties can take this, uh, take this story about the new American pastime. Adam, what, what did you, what did you think now that I've uh, hung my dirty laundry? I'd love to hear your processes about this. Um, I don't know. I think, I think you did a very
1: good job as usual. Um, I don't know. I think it, like you said, it's a very simple storyline, very simple narrative. Um, it all, I think plays on sort of um, like dominant conceptions of masculinity, femininity. Um, it talks obviously about football, warfare, violence, those sorts of things. The idea of, uh, like, um, Physical prowess (coughs) over intelligence and those sorts of things. Um, I think it's just one of those episodes where I feel like there's some episodes where they know they're, like, really leaning into the fact this is, like, a really wholesome American show. So they have to have every so often, like, their sports episodes. And that sort of does that job. Um, It's not explicitly, like, teaching you anything besides the fact that, like, it's good to think about things and that you shouldn't, like, clobber your way through problems and issues. Right, Right, right. Um, but I think yeah, there is some places you could go I, with it if you want to reach.
0: Yeah, and I think the problem with football as a sport compared to, um, I mean, I think I think even the basketball episode wasn't that great either. That was early in the first season. I think with baseball, there's a lot more romanticism and narrative surrounding it. And so, for me, and maybe it's because I like it's more nostalgic for me personally because my dad loves baseball and I played it. Um, but I think there's such a history behind like baseball in the city that that's their go-to sport in this, in the show, uh, 80% of the time the sports player is baseball. And so I understand why they lean towards that. And I enjoy talking about that more. I think it's harder to do it with football because of its violence and it's like us versus them kind of mentality that you don't get as much in baseball. I don't think, well, there's not the physicality of it. Like right. that's like the thing where it's more poetic. It's more, it's, it's a poetic city game. It's like
1: baseball is like fishing. Right, and And right. uh, football's like beating the shit out of each other. Uh, yes. Which is always what it devolves into, basically. Which, as it does in this episode. Yeah. Uh, more or less. Yeah. It's like that sport where when you're a kid and you're going to play it, and you're like, oh, mom, we're going to go play uh, football. She
0: kind of has that look on her face like... Touch football, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and I, look, this episode is kind of a one note. In, in Practically speaking, it's one note. And so we're, you know... Do you think there's a there's a kind of scene that we can focus on? i don't I don't think there is. No, I don't think so. I think it's just them playing football doing the thing. Yeah, okay, so let's um, I think yeah, I think even the way we're going to critique this and look at this is going to be kind of from an like an overarching view of the whole episode as opposed to like looking at specific moments totally um, yeah, because yeah. I think the tone being presented in this episode is is interesting, but it doesn't really come across in in a little tiny bits it's 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 like a broad stroke so yeah i mean I, do you want to do I, your uh rant against football gosh i get I, some hot takes yeah going? hot takes um i i, I want, want to, to talk, talk about why football's the worst and that was a very fiery introduction yeah what do you mean very contemplative <laughs>
1: really contemplating
0: yeah well, i really want to talk yeah i want to i want to talk yeah um football is coming under a lot of heat these days uh because um they're realizing that it's uh immensely violent to uh uh young men uh because they're uh it's bad for your body it's bad for your body specifically and your, your brain, head specifically' which is your an important part of your body and um I mean we could talk about the racial implications of us watching a majority uh where, where the majority of um there's a good class argument for there's it, there's a too. huge class argument a huge racial argument that we're watching, uh, we're paying money, gladiator style, to watch black men get the tar beat out of them uh, and get brain injuries. And that's like, I, I don't like the idea of paying money to watch people um, just like physically yeah. and mentally degrade and, before your eyes. And look, I, I 100% understand that it's more complicated than that. I know. And uh, first thing is, I I don't understand it. I don't understand I, I, the other version of it, but I understand that there is another version of it. Does that make sense? Like Totally. And the what is the famous phrase like it's the closest thing to war at peacetime? Well, yeah, and I think I think was it Bob Costas who said that? The guy who does the Olympics. I think he, I I looked everywhere for this quote, but I I've heard that he said I think I made it up actually. No, he did. It it yeah. Uh uh Bob Costas, I think it was him. I'm sorry if I'm quoting this wrong. Uh but he said that Football is just reused warfare. It's it's taking warfare that we don't have and putting it into a game. Um, and he also said, I i like pulling up quotes. The two main haters of football, Bob Costas and Malcolm Gladwell. They also have some positive things to say about it as well. But the two of them are known to like kind of talk crap on it. The other thing that Bob Costas kind of pokes at is um, foot. The the uh, the NFL pushes that football is family, and he says that's ridiculous because you're watching. Men who are known to beat on their wives and known to have dog fights. Not and all know- of them. S- some of them. Many of them. Compared to other sports, many of them. Yeah. It's not. It's not close. It's not like. I
1: wonder, and I'm just throwing out this out there because sure. the hot take episode. I wonder if there is a correlation between
0: brain trauma. Oh, oh. And those types of There absolutely is. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. So that's, but so that's part of it too. You're watching. So all, all of that, and they're trying to say that football's family. And let's see what he says. He says. Uh, yes, football is sa- football is family. Bring out the hearts and the tinkling piano music because it really is a touching tableau. So that's the sar- I'm putting sarcasm in, but that's Bob Costas's hot take. Um, he says it's not a Norman Rockwell painting, <laughs> and really this episode is not that either. Um, this is our hot takes episode because I don't even want to talk about Harold I just want to talk about how terrible. Um, it's good that this is a very simple episode and we don't have to talk about it at all. Yeah. Um, there's a there are a lot of really good articles and thoughts from Malcolm Gladwell about football. Um, Read his book outliers. He talks about uh, uh, it is called the the relative age effect. Have you heard of this? Yeah. So even the moment with Torvald though, in in this episode Mm -hmm. is, It is, it touches on that. So the relative age, uh, yeah, the relative age effect. I need to make sure that was the right term. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, so, so um, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers and uh, the, uh, one, of the, one of the Freakonomics books, Super Freakonomics uh, by uh, Stephen Dubner and um, I can't remember the other guy's name, uh, both touch on this, that if you look at sport players in the professional sports world, and I think I've even talked about this before on this podcast, but um, if you're older in your age bracket, because you have like, they say like 17, like every six months it's like 17% more body mass or something than the kid on the other side of the bracket. Um, or I guess it's yeah, 12 months. So the 12 month difference, um, is huge physically. And so you're going to get more focus from the coaches because you're going to help actually win, win, win the game. You're going to get the most, uh, uh, reps when you're when you're trying to get better um, you're going to have more success even in those reps and so the reference to Torvald not really being a fourth grader but also being a fourth grader um, there are people there There are parents who do that specific in all sports in parents all sports yeah and parents do that specifically they do it specifically to um, get their kids ahead and get them a good scholarship in college which I think is atrocious and school should be first about learning and second about beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, Like it's, it's crazy. So there's a lot to be said there and I'm going to look up. There's a really good article with, it's a conversation between Malcolm Gladwell and Bill Simmons on the ringer. Um, Just Google Bill Simmons, the ringer and Malcolm Gladwell and you'll find it. It's, it's excellent. And they have some really good ideas of ways to, um, to fix the NFL and a lot of ways that I think would be great. And one is out of 12 games a year, you're only allowed to play 10. So it gives them two less days to, uh, and expanding the roster. So allowing um, more people to sit out. Um, I mean, there are a lot of really cool ideas that they have. So I think the underlying problem with this episode, isn't that it's a bad episode necessarily. It's that in fact, it's the problem with it. Isn't a problem. It's pointing to us that, Football is this gross thing that doesn't really fix anything. And I think that's where the conversation could really get interesting. Unless, do you have anything to say about football itself? Um, No. Just go ahead. Are you sure?
1: I really don't. I don't like football. Yeah. And I think if there is um, any research that can be done, which I'm sure there is, about, like, the brain trauma that's involved in football, it seems like it should be a thing people don't do. And I understand life is not that simple. It is there is research yeah no I know that there is Un-like. but I'm just saying it, it, so I, I want I was trying to find a delicate way of putting that there is research saying that it's bad for your brain I feel like people should not play football just across the board and I feel like people shouldn't watch it and I bet I feel the same way about
0: boxing and everything else too yeah but boxing and, yeah. is is you you do a major match twice a year at the most yeah that's even that is like technically and and you're trained to fight as opposed to Train well, that's
1: in football, it's sort of that same way.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, look, I I, I barely like boxing more than football. Both are, like, low on the totem pole for me. And yeah. people, you know, the, my friends think I hate sports. And I do, except I don't hate baseball. So this isn't about hating sports. This is about well, football Well, that's like a leisure activity. It is, yeah. It's like, I'm going to wear some weird socks. Exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. <laughs> so football, to me, leans into our combative um, war violent culture. And I think this episode is specifically about two groups of people who don't know how to deal with conflict. And so they play football. There's no conversation about sharing or about, you know, um, sharing the space or like one group leaving, like, well, okay, we'll find somewhere else. There's plenty of other places in the city, which maybe that's another conversation is, is access to part public parks in <laughs> in American cities. Uh, we live in LA, so there are very few parks compared to, uh, there are few large parks. There's a lot of, a lot of greenery, not a lot of large spaces. Yeah. Right? There's not a lot of parks. Yeah. There's not right. Am I right? <laughs> you're right. Okay, you're very cool. right. Um, uh, so I, I, I went to this, uh, this, uh, event, Over the weekend, um, the Liturgist's podcast had an event this weekend. If you guys haven't listened to it, it's great. Uh, But they were talking a lot about uh, loving your enemy and what what it means to actually process with your enemy. And someone brought up, and I hadn't heard it this way before, but war isn't conflict. War is, in fact, not conflict. It's saying, I don't want to deal with conflict, so I'm going to blast the hell out of someone else which is an interesting concept that I hadn't processed before. Um, Conflict is actually dealing with your shit, with words and plans and like practical actions, not with death, not like diplomacy, diplomacy. Exactly. That's actual. I mean, diplomacy is dealing with conflict, actual conflict. Um, And I wonder, I guess the other side of that same conversation is that when you tie yourself to, this like war type of conflict resolution, whether it's football or actual war or just like being a jerk or like, like plotting revenge, th- these things that are not practical, but instead vengeful and, and, and intense. You think that by winning, you're going to fix the problem. But I at the end of this episode, I don't think, Oh my gosh, they defeated them. They now are going to be free of the fifth graders forever. You finish the episode and you think, uh, when is this going to happen again? Like, just because you are successful in war doesn't mean that you fix the actual problem. The actual problem is the fourth and fifth graders don't know how to deal with conflict in a normal, in a practical way. And I don't think football is the answer. I really don't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, what you're saying is basically that war is not
1: conflict. War is violence. And there's a... Yeah, so, and, and there there is a distinction to be made there. Um, I don't know. I think, so I think I want to, the, the thing that came to my mind as I was watching the episode was a little bit different, is mine was sort of like the dynamic between Helga and Arnold. I mean,
0: I guess one could say that's the main <laughs> point of the episode. I, maybe I'm just getting on my soapbox about football. <laughs> Go on.
1: No, that's fine. Um, it's all good, and it's all there, I think, in varying degrees. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> But, yeah, so I think there's – this episode kind of, I think, represents both characters sort of in their most – not idealized form, but, but like, in the form – Stereotypical way. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. So you have um, Arnold as being kind of, like, more cooperative. He's being a little bit headier. He wants to think through the issues and, And, like,
0: use plays to try to win the game. He's also – Doing his dreamer thing, which is, oh, we can totally win, and everyone's like, wait, what? No, you, no, we can't. Like, he's he's biting off more than he can chew because of his idealism.
1: Totally, and I think what's interesting, actually, about this episode is that they both, Helga and Arnold, are in agreement on the sense that they could maybe win if they just sort of like, but they have two different ways, yeah, Yeah. two different ways to get there. Right. So it's like an issue of tactics Mm -hmm. more than anything else, and. Um, so Arnold, obviously, more cooperative, more um, heady, more intellectually minded. And then you have uh, Helga, who basically, like you said, is just wants to like bulldoze everybody. Brute bulk, strength. Brute strength. Bulk everybody up on um, sort of protein shakes and everything like that. <laughs> and I think there's like a few different ways of viewing this episode. But I think one of them is we normally talk about Helga in this sort of like kind of ideal sort of like feminist character. Uh, and keep in mind we're two men talking about feminism. As if we you always, couldn't tell, yeah. we're two dudes. Yeah, but we are going to talk.
0: Uh, we are going to talk about it because it's an interesting perspective on this.
1: Totally. Yeah. So. Um, uh, looking at it from that perspective, it's sort of interesting because I feel like normally she's like a pretty good feminist character. But I think what she does very interestingly is she actually is a manifestation of the positive qualities of feminism, and also what some people would consider the negative qualities of feminism. But what's interesting to me when I or in my mind when I say the negative uh, side of feminism, I more mean it's just like hypermasculinity. It's like a female representation of hypermasculinity, mm-hmm. and I think hypermasculinity, whether it's done by a man or a woman, is a thing Thing that probably should not exist
0: or not be shown, often. Uh, uh, unless you're like, like, there's nothing wrong with brute strength when you're trying to, you know, they're, they're different, like, like, carry your carry your dog when your dog breaks its oh, leg, that, right? That, like, yeah, like, that's not hypermasculinity though, right?
1: Hypermasculinity, as I as I'm saying, it is negative. It's like a crude form right, of right. being. So, um, yeah. So I think what's what what's kind of interesting about this episode is you have um, Helga. She's Sort of kind of like like getting everybody behind her in this sort of uh, simplistic way of we'll just bulldoze through these people. And it, it uh, um, I don't know, it just, you could, I think it takes that sort of side of her and it, and it shows it from a different point of view. Where in, and it kind of represents the idea that like bad ideas, no matter who they're coming from, are just bad ideas. Mm-hmm. So normally I think she's like an empowering figure Would you consider her an empowering figure. And, um, and in, 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 on the flip side of that, I think Arnold can actually be that for men where he can be sort of a more emotional, more sensitive type of character. Um, which is like a thing I think in most, or I think nowadays it's not as much of an issue, but when we were growing up, it was more like the gender norms were a little bit different. So you right, had right. men had to be like very masculine and
0: into sports right. and those sorts of things. Well, and, and you have mirrored with Helga Wolfgang, who is, uh, one of the, one of the fifth graders who is this like uh picturesque version of masculinity, like big and strong and mean and angry, like I and mean, by yeah. pictures I mean I don't mean that in a positive way. I mean it's like no. the stereotypical view of yeah, like yeah. brute strength.
1: Yeah, he's kinda of like early man. He's like kinda dumb. Yeah, yeah. Kind of oafish. But um and it reminds me, and I didn't see this movie, but I've heard, read and heard a lot of things about like the critiques around uh, the Wonder Woman film, and some people calling it like a feminist masterpiece, and then other people, typically lefty types, talking about it like basically just glorifying war and then using femininity as, or feminism as a way to justify war, and um, the idea that like war, and this goes to your sort of point about football, like the idea that it's the war to end all wars, which is like very, not a, the
0: way the world works or the way conflict works at all. Right. Um, which is interesting in that movie because it wasn't the war to end all wars. Like there were many wars to continue. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So
0: um,
1: I don't <coughs> know. I think it's like a sort of, uh, that's what I pulled from it uh, pretty quickly. Um, and maybe it's because um, the, the Hillary Clinton's on her talking circuit. And I think right. there's some of that sort of, the way to be a woman in society and work your way up the ladder and do really well is to be like one of the guys. And by being like one of the guys, you have to be, you have to sort of outdo them in sort of like mm. your might. And that can manifest in w- pretty much like warlike behavior, promoting wars, those sorts of things. And, um, I think that proved at the end of the episode to not be the way to go, really. Yeah. It's a sad thing that people or women think they have to be that way because I don't think that's a positive quality about masculinity that should be yeah. represented by anybody.
0: I think the argument in in like against what you're saying would be... There, there are none. Would be, well, who says that women can't be one of the guys? Like, like yeah, so what if Wonder Woman was violent and...
1: Because it's, it's, that's not a thing to strive for, is what I'm saying. R- okay, got it. And it's not even necessarily a pacifist thing, but I think that there are two yeah. – I think um, – This is, to me, a very complicated issue because, like, different groups wanting to be integrated into the military, be them them women, transgender people, um, any group of people that want to be represented in the military. Colorblind people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, like, I understand why people want to see people like themselves represented through all parts of society. And to me, that's actually a different conversation but can be kind of lumped together as, like, having marginalized groups of people in society – kind of glorified in this way yeah. when it's through a warlike way. And I don't think that's like a fair
0: or not fair, but it's like a responsible thing to do. Right. I think the complicatedness of both wonder woman and Helga is that and uh, maybe Hillary, I don't know. Uh, but, but the complicated thing about wonder woman and Helga that make them a little more fem. Well, they, they, they make them like truly feminist is that they have, they're like a many sided die. Like, totally. They have that like, yeah, there is this like, fierce um, power that can even lean into this like brute mentality. But there's also like an independent kind of strength. That's like really beautiful. And you are allowed to make mistakes by acting, <laughs> acting hyper aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and, understand. And, and, and also there, yeah. and also obviously Helga is very poetic and wonder woman is this like, um, she like leans into justice in a way that is um, like pure and not violent, but is like, loving and um, uh, like gentle. And so she has all those things wrapped into one. And so I think at the end of the day, we we can finish this episode and rather, uh, Helga is still a great complex character. Oh, she's, and, yeah. And, and I'm not trying to take you know, that. Oh away. no, totally. And I think, and I think Wonder Woman, that's a good critique and it still is like a really good feminist film with that really good critique. And, and so I think allowing and even, even in this episode, allowing, excuse me, Arnold and Helga to flip the gender norms and stereotypes totally. and it'd be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they aren't, there's no comment of like, guys aren't this way and girls aren't this way in this episode. No, they not just, at all. Yeah, yeah. Like Helga's, al- e- even though they, they critique Helga, not because she's a girl doing guy things. They critique her because she's wrong. In totally. The situation. And, and, I,
1: and I think what you said was very good. And I guess it's like a, a counter to something, maybe a way you could have read what I said earlier, which is that part of feminism is like autonomy. Right. And it's having control over yeah. like you and your body and your thoughts and your, your desires and your intellect and all these different things. So if you given that freedom, you can do the right thing and or the wrong thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. making that distinction and making choices that allow you to be either right or wrong yeah. right or whatever in between um, is empowering in itself yeah and to learn from these things which maybe Helga
0: did at the end i don't know i think um, she did yeah, yeah she i mean they won and she she like verbalized about about arnold's um that his loopy plays are brave and um like powerful basically totally yeah which which is very attractive attractive to her it's challenging her um her mo which is mm-hmm. bravery uh, is just being tough and frowning it's challenging that norm for her. And I'm not, and
1: I'm not even saying at all um, that like to be a feminist, you have to be hyper feminine, quote unquote, like whatever that norm is. Right. Right. I'm not saying that that is empowering either. Um, But I think when, yeah, like when you swing to one farther, to far side. absolutely, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I think even embracing violence, man, male or female, I think is the problem. Yes. I think that's good. And I think it's also interesting to look at this, episode with a feminist lens because it allows you to see, oh, Arnold is stereotypically feminine, feminine in this episode, but nobody calls him out for that. They no, let him be all. him. And Helga is the opposite. And that, like, I think that lens really fits well when you're looking at this episode, uh, mm-hmm. which I didn't even think about until today when we, we talked about it. So good job, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, what else do we... I'm trying to – I think, you know, this is not – this is what I wrote down. Is Helga Trump work physical, work brain? See, that's interesting because I – mine was, is Helga Hillary Clinton? Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting how they got those different reads. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, I don't want to give football any more time. Uh, no, if
1: I knew this was a I knew if I knew we were gonna bash football, I would have researched that. Because I feel like oh, yeah. it's an interesting topic, interesting conversation. I, I mean, Especially coming from two guys who don't really watch sports that much. Yeah. It's like we're really important for us to have our input it, here. it really is. Yeah. Please listen to us.
0: Gosh. Yeah. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I like uh art museums, musical theater, and folk I like music. Inside things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like artsy uh (laughs) like i uh, like folk music is my go-to not okay here's another interesting fact actually is that about football uh (laughs) not about you (laughs) so they so in 2006 or 7 they asked john uh the nfl asked john williams or maybe it was whatever channel plays it but whoever was producing uh the music like kind of the bumper music for saturday night sunday night football Mm -hmm. they asked john williams to to score it, which is exciting because he's a great, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, iconic uh, musical god, and if you listen to it, it's very warlike. Uh, it It sounds, but it sounds more like, uh, March of the Imperial Troopers than it does like uh, Harry Potter. Well, you like have,
1: and you have like characters or characters. <laughs> It's not a video game. This is a sports real life. Yeah. Um, but you have players, like, wearing camouflage during games. Yes. You have jets flying overhead. Yes. Like, the hyper-patriotism, like, yes. the blind patriotism that is that is rampant throughout it. There's so many different things that are problematic. Yeah. I think there was one – wasn't there a time when one of the uh, outfits they were wearing, like, had literally had blood on it and, like, was, like, ripped up? And it was supposed to be, like, a veteran thing? Oh, if that's true, that is – if that's wrong and you're still listening to this rant and raving that we've been doing please let email me know us, but yeah because i'm
0: pretty sure my brain if, had that catalog if, if that's true like uh, man i just keep on bringing up like cultural things that i've been i watched the ken burns vietnam thing mm-hmm. and the hard thing about vietnam for america that that we have learned from is that it's not great to be angry at veterans it's better to critique the war itself the structure, the form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so to make light of veterans in any way um that isn't specifically like medical becomes comedy, a propaganda. Right, that's the issue that yeah, I think, the, I, the critique that I was <clears throat> making. I'm not against. I'm not against like actual comedy, like a, a well written comedy movie or show making light. Doing of, their thing. Yeah, doing their thing. But but those are professionals. I don't like making light in any way other than that and that feels or but it feels cheapened yeah yeah
1: using the thing it's almost like a weird recruitment tool we are glorifying the thing itself yeah um and so and it's like yeah i don't know we could there's there's so
0: many yeah there's a lot of ways we could complain about this but you know what we're gonna slow that down yeah make this a short Uh, one maybe is there a cry of the week for you like violence is bad war is bad yeah many tears Yeah, I think, I mean, my favorite line also is, like, uh, I'll say the few moments that are both funny and also I feel for them is specifically, like, Harold and Sid kind of calling out how scared they really are. Oh, Um, totally. Like, Harold saying, I've got to feed my dog. And then Helk is like, you don't have a dog. And Harold says verbatim. I don't have a dog. I'm just cold and hungry and really scared. And okay,
1: so the the military component of that is so interesting because the uh, way that the military works is you can't go in and after a couple months ago, this shit isn't for me. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. Like, yeah, they'd be like, yeah, everybody's fucking terrified. This shit sucks. You know what I mean? But like, get out there. You signed up. You You got to do your thing. Yeah. And so I think it's probably referencing, it could be referencing Ooh, that
0: yeah. in a really sly way. Sly way, yeah. And, and Sid saying like, uh, couldn't we just play chess instead? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, let's actually use our brains. Let's not pretend to use our brains, but still use our brains. Imagine world leaders getting
1: together over a game of chess to settle conflicts. Dear Lord, let that please happen. <laughs> I
0: mean, how great would that be? How great?
1: Putin. It, it sounds. It Trump sounds like playing a, chess.
0: It sounds like a, that would devolve very quickly. It, it sounds like a Greek god challenge, or like, a, like it, like, like, like if you can beat me in chess, I will not defeat you. Uh... <laughs> all right let's slow this down uh we have a we do have song of the week um
1: this is a instrumental number just to uh send us off here um by mr mac to it's uh the track is called pepperoni playboy it's uh
0: <laughs> it is a demo track that he put out and it's a nice little ditty yeah remember that music is what harold's all about so we love uh, we do this because uh we want you to discover yeah we want you to discover new jazz funk soulful music um so yeah look it up um thanks for thanks for joining us uh we'll see you we'll see you next week see you later